Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We have a new song. <laughs> it's Neo. And everybody was surprised that I wanted to put Let Me Love You well, until you learn. We love money, right? That, yeah. well, <laughs> well, there's a lot of love in the profit. You know, you got to, what you pour your love into expands. So this is uh, Chris Howard here, your host at AfterBuzz TV for the profit. And we are going to profit tremendously from two new co-hosts on the panel here Woo-hoo. today. Um, you can reach out to me at uh, Chris Howard Live on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find me at uh, legendarylivingdaily.com for tips, uh, motivation, different types of things like that, as well as legendarylivingtv.com. And over here to my left is the lovely, ever infamous and also popular Naina. Naina, where can people reach you? How can they find you? They can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, Mm -hmm. at Naina Drake. And on Facebook at DJ Naina Drake and on my website, nainadrake.com. Beautiful. And the lovely Katarina. Terrific. Hi, everyone. I'm Katarina. You can reach me at Katarina Kazayas. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can also reach me via my website, which is globalgab.com. That's global-gab.com. I chat with you, gab with you about international top trending headlines. She does. Do. Yeah, hit, hit me up if you're wondering what's going on in the world. Yes, absolutely. So you can, uh, by all means, do communicate with us. Let us know how We'd you're doing. We'd love to hear from you, absolutely. How you like the show. If you have questions, comments, insights, uh, anything that you uh, want to throw at us, we want to we want to check it out. Uh, I also want to take a moment before we get too deep to tell you about uh, Kevin Ondegaro's new show. It is, of course, uh, tom- it's Tomorrow's tomorrow Show. show. Yes. Um, so you want to check that out. Uh, he's uh, Kevin Ondegaro, of course, recently engaged to the one, the only, Yay. Maria Manunos. Uh, we can uh, have a <laughs> celebration. Congratulations to them. And yes. since Maria's and, Greek and I'm Greek, I'll do a shout out in Greek. So Maria, nazisete. Whoa. There you that go. Was, uh, there you uh, go. That's a trip. Now, you <laughs> Part said, of my global gabbing right there. You also said you were related to uh, Alexander the Great, didn't oh, you? Oh, well, I'm a descendant of, of course. So. Whoa. All right. <laughs> got to watch out. She's going to be taking over the entire uh, network. But in any case, uh, so Kevin's uh, new show, uh, tomorrow's show, uh, you can catch that. Uh, it's about a man with a midlife crisis. So I figure, you know, uh, that's a show that I want to watch, right? I was going to say, are should you resonating funny. with that? Yeah, I'm turning 46 tomorrow. <laughs> should be Woo! funny. Yeah, oh, should be funny. Birthday. Thank you. It's on the same day that Batman versus Superman comes out. Yes. For the win. Very cool for are the you, win. Are you a Batman or a Superman fan before we get into this show? I'm, I'm both. I'm, okay. you know, uh, Everybody <laughs> is both, actually. I don't think anyone, I mean, we love both of them. I don't know if anyone says I'm going to pick one over the other. They're if they are, they're super cool. intense. 
Yeah, they're yeah. amazing, both. Although you have to admit that there's no way Batman could beat Superman. Superman could blow on Batman and Oh, see, there's the debate. That's, the when the yeah. That's when it starts. That's when it starts. I was going to say, when the movie debuts next week, you're on, uh, on Friday. Saturday? Yeah. Friday. Uh, no, it's, it's, no, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. It's Thursday. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. So I know a lot of people have already seen it, and they say it's amazing. Really? There's a lot of surprises in the movie that a lot of things you just didn't expect. No right. kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, I expect yeah. not only Batman versus Superman to be incredible, but also The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro, yes, yes. where Do he's a man out. having a midlife crisis, and he gets to play <laughs> with a bunch of millennials and have a bunch of, a whole lot of fun here on AfterBuzz TV, so that's something not to miss. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, missing, we're going to talk about profits that are missing within businesses and how Marcus Lemonis has the ability to come in, turn these businesses around. I'm so yeah. thrilled to have y'all Thank you. here joining Thank us. you for oh, having cool. us with you. This is cool. Uh, so we're looking at season three, episode eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for, for me, as always, I'm always looking for what business learnings can we get, insights, understandings, yes. watching this stuff and, and, and pulling it out. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about the ladies' expertise here. So Naina, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you share with us a little bit what background you come from and uh, who you are. I've worked in television for 10 years. Um, Well, I started in 10 years uh, when I was 16 years old, uh, working at a network in Chicago. Um, And then I've been an entrepreneur actually for another, it's going on 10 years outside of that. So it's been a very interesting journey. Television, music, radio, I've done kind of all of that. Everything media. You're a DJ as well, right? Yeah, and I've you know I've won some pretty prestigious awards for my television. Really? Stuff. You'll have to you'll have to no bring kidding. in some turntables some here and yeah. <laughs> Emmys and you know Spice Associated the Press You're awards. An and Emmy wow, award good, winning. Good for you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're not. Yeah, I have credentials. <laughs> I have credentials. I'm, I'm certified. Okay, awesome. you're the real deal. Fantastic. So she's the real deal. That's awesome. So we get some great insights coming from an Emmy award-winning mix master. Yes. Uh, now, as for me, I'm not musical at all. <laughs> I'm just okay. putting that out there. But uh, in contribution to this show, yeah. I come from a finance background originally. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, doing M&A, mergers and acquisitions, for almost 10 years. Wow. And uh, got a lot of insight into how business dealings, money gets lost and made and and, uh, moves around. From there, I actually transitioned into product marketing and branding. So this is really great because especially this episode eight, which is about the Lano company, is all about brand building, which I absolutely was a awesome. fan of. So I hope I can contribute a little bit here. Oh, today. of course you're going to be able to yeah. contribute. Those are, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Some serious skill sets. If you, if you haven't met me yet, uh, I think you probably have, but I'm Chris <laughs> Howard. I wrote a, a couple of best-selling books, uh, built a company to $100 million in sales we had done globally. Uh, doing seminars. So I've been a seminar leader, a teacher, uh, helped to grow businesses uh, to the million dollar level and beyond. So this is really uh, going to be a whole lot of fun uh, yeah. breaking this down. And we, we bring a bunch of uh, different viewpoints to the table and yeah. we're going to mix them all together like mix masters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, Marcus is, uh, his expertise is coming to the table here as well. And he's got a whole lot of it. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, episode eight. Let's start with this. It's, it's Lano, the Lano company is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. But when he goes into this uh, company, it was originally called Lano Lip. And he was, and, and Lano relates to what? Why don't you share a little bit about this? Uh, we'll so, start sure. With so, Lano is a product that is being used in their original product, which was a lip gloss. And it's a medical grade material that was introduced into the original cosmetics, which launched the product line, which started off as Lano Cosmetics. 
what happens through the episode, and we see this, or what happens with the company, is that they start to diversify into a number of alternate products that have nothing to do with the original base of Lano. And the and, original, yeah, yeah, it was based on lanolin. Right. Yeah, the yeah. founder said that she was, she had a baby, she was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and she couldn't, obviously, as it's a women thing, but it's your, a women your thing. nipples <laughs> get dry, and you, she needed something to, um, to make sure that her lips weren't chapped, and that's how she used lanolin, mm-hmm. and that's where Lano came from. Now, have you, you used, know. have either of you used lanolin in products yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I haven't. If I have, I haven't noticed, but I'll, I'll be aware of it now. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's a, like a more of a smooth lubricating, um, kind of cream. She or, said it comes yeah. from sheep. Do you know anything yeah. about it? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure of the exact manufacturing process okay. and how it gets to the retailers, but when it comes to it's not like it, they, it, they juice a the consumer. <laughs> no, no they, don't, they don't juice the sheep. But. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, with a lot of lipstick, actually, at least in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. they were using whale fat. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. Chris is a man, but uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. they're using a lot of these products in cosmetics. I'm not a man yet. Tomorrow. There's a lot of tomorrow. stuff yeah. as women that we have to deal with, and and. Um, not so natural, healthy chemicals that are put inside, and mm-hmm. I think one of the her her niche is what she was going for was being a natural, one hundred percent natural. And when Marcus met her, Pure. the product was not one hundred percent natural. It was there was two things: the color and the fragrance that were artificial. And um, she then he paired her with another company, and then they got it to one hundred percent natural. Got it to level. where it needed to go. Yeah, because as women, we put a lot of. Chemicals on our and, and and you can't call something all natural if it's got artificial yeah, stuff in it. So, right. so I appreciate that they're mm-hmm. so back to the natural. Keeping it real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Marcus comes in, he looks yeah. at this, uh, and he thought that because the company is called Lanolip, and he liked the story, he liked the narrative, uh, what brought... There's a human element to the story. Yeah. 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 What do you... Uh, I mean, you both come from business sure. backgrounds in different areas. Have you, like, when you think back to businesses that you've been a part of, uh, was there typically a story like that and how they came in to solve a need? Or you know, definitely when you have a story like that, it makes it easier to spin the marketing pitch. Right. Uh, it also makes people remember it versus just a random product on the shelf. So I'm a fan of, of, of things that come from human experience and right. uh, and have a little bit of heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think definitely Marcus has said this in multiple episodes because yeah. I've literally been watching the show since forever it started. Since forever yeah, it started. Since forever That's a it long started. Time She's a fan. We're I literally have about, about 60 episodes DV- <laughs> on my DVR at home. So this was, you know, just a treat. But honestly, like Marcus has said this consistently is people buy into people mm. and their stories. Mm. It's not always about the product specifically yeah we're gonna we're gonna see if the product is worthy of what you're claiming it to be but at the end of the day they buy into people and that's the bottom line of business and that's you'll see all his deals Mm. he deals with people based on a a relationship you know and he he deals with people that have a passion for their product right well that's that's i mean here's a perfect example because they had when he comes in he looks at the business and only three percent of the revenue even though it's a very successful business Mm -hmm. they were gonna they had done 2.3 2.33 Six million the year before. Mm-hmm. They were headed toward 2.8 million in revenue mm-hmm. with a $400 net 
profit. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. Four hundred dollars. Strive for that. Which is pretty good for a company that started in their kitchen. It's. I think it's great for yeah. a company that started. Yeah. They're, so they're doing uh, well from and we from an outside perspective, even from an inside perspective. But he's going to provide another layer of understanding about it. Uh, but when he came in, he came in with the assumption that because they were called Lana Lip and the story of her having to create this product for her, her excessively chapped lips, and I'm noticing mm-hmm. both of your lips look at, especially lips. well <laughs> moistured. And, uh, yeah, women are fans of moisture on the lips. Yes. <laughs> I can't do dry skin, dry lips, anything. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, we, we got upset, or we're not upset, but he, where he... He found the disconnect was that she, uh, Miranda, who the, the woman who had launched the company, had gone off into all these other product lines. What did what did you right. two think she of the other product lines? She got distracted like a lot of business owners do. And I think the great thing about what Marcus does is he comes in and he helps you focus. Get back to the you know where you started, why you started, and then how to structure that in a way that it's profitable as opposed to spinning in circles. And, and I think that's what, what, what they he, were what doing. He, what, he picked on, what he picked up on with the lanolin product was the fact that that is what could differentiate them in the marketplace versus, hey, we're making some random makeup brushes. Hey, we're making some zebra packaged eyeshadow. That was... She was missing. buying everything that she wanted. Right. She was excited. And <laughs> she was kind of following that. her whims wherever she wanted to go. Right. Yeah, she was excited. But but I think him coming back and saying, you know, we've got to go back to this hub and spoke model, right. which is, you know, what he used, get back to the main product and then go from there, mm-hmm. assuming yeah. and keeping everything in that core product line. Absolutely. Na- yeah. Naina, I'm curious. Naina. It's like hyena, but it's With Naina. Can I, yeah, like, Hi, Ina. Naina. Naina. With an N. <laughs> what did you, were you surprised at all when Marcus... Uh, said that he was go- he was going to take them back to the roots and and focus on just the three percent of the revenue that was coming in on that mm-hmm. which was producing that that he wanted to expand on that and pretty much dump the rest. Did that surprise you at all? Or? No, I, it it was. It was consistent to how he does business with all of the other entrepreneurs because. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, even though that was not the meat of where their revenue was coming from, he looked at it and said, okay, let's focus on the big picture. And that's where they were losing. Okay, do you want this to have a life for another 20 years? Or are you you know, going to just be in, in it for, for another buck, year? Right. And so that's to me, it didn't surprise me at all that he took that route as far as a business perspective for him goes because... It was the big picture, not the the short term. It was very long term, and and it made it made perfect sense. Right. And, and speaking of sense, we we over to my lovely Katarina. What do you think uh, was there to be gained by focusing in on that little piece? For the well, big you know, again, back to the branding. You have consistency throughout the product line, so people that are coming know that whatever I buy from you is going to have lanolin in it. It's going to be medical grade. Uh, this is important for their brand recognition. Uh, but also, I think what they were able to do was really hone in on the packaging. Right. So you saw the products go from scattered packaging to a really nice, clean, yeah. and what looked like expensive packaging. And I thought they did a great job. I was a big fan of that. If I saw that product in a department store, my eye would go to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. definitely, no doubt about yeah. it. Because I, like, I noticed that as well, that the, the, when they were able to roll that strong brand presence right. out mm-hmm. and and penetrate with that, penetrate the market with that, rather than being scattered. And yeah. as you had mentioned, 
distracted. Uh, they, you know, they, they had the potential to really win the game with something that was going to work and go to long yeah, and, and you saw them yeah. win the game by the fact that they were accepted onto QBC, which is a massive shopping network. Now, were they accepted or did they just begin to open they had, the door? They, they opened the door. It was starting the relationship mm-hmm. because we didn't get to see the, the follow-up as to them actually going on the show. And They did know, say right. that they could roll it out in about 60 days. Right. Though, but the, I think yeah. they got an yeah. agreement from QVC. That's that, pretty, that that's pretty big. Right. Yeah. right. And Birchbox, right? At Birchbox, which is another uh, home delivery, a million subscribers. Yeah. So these are these are big marketing avenues. Those for are really this big company. deals, yeah. which which is kind of neat because you you see him uh, you see him rolling it out through various marketing channels, through various mm-hmm. distribution networks. Once he's got right, that's that's you know to me the key. Once he's got the people, the process, and the product de- well defined, yeah, then um, yeah. then you go out to those marketing channels, right? Yeah, it, yeah, because. The only thing worse than having an opportunity, or not having an opportunity, is having an opportunity of and not being ready. prepared. Yeah. Right. Not being prepared. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you, in terms of preparation, uh, Katarina? What did you find uh, made this company uh, or prepared this company most for distribution? Definitely, in my opinion, it was the fact that they had tightened the company focus. So they had gotten rid of a lot of the periphery uh, items, like mm. the makeup brushes again, like the weird eyeshadow, like the terrible zebra packaging, which they, you know, they they said was '80s marketing, '80s branding, and it was so '80s, it was it was terrible. But I think what they did is they brought it back in, and they were able to say, "This is who we are. These are our eight products, or six products, or ten products." And we can go forward from there. I think what mm. they did that was really smart. What Marcus forced them to do was to bring in. Uh, manufacturing on a larger scale, right? So you right. saw them go away from the girl that was physically pumping the lip gloss bottles to large-scale manufacturing because he foresaw the fact that they would be getting big orders, 50,000 unit orders. And uh, so, you know, he's, like you were saying, he's got his eye on the big picture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you saw yeah. the cleanup. Now, when you had mentioned earlier, Naina, that people can get distracted easily. Have you had experience in that in the business world yeah, where people think, were getting distracted? And- I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs and creative people, we're good at a lot of things. And so I, for me, and, and speaking from my personal experience, is focusing in on that one thing. You can do them all. and. Right. and Diddy has said this, you're going to get to them all, right? You can be a fashion designer, you can be a musician, you can do all these creative things, but the most important key is to focus on one, use that as a foundation, and then go from there and grow your brand mm-hmm. from there. Right. And so that's where Marcus, he definitely hones in and focuses. And in regards mm-hmm. to like taking it on a bigger scale with manufacturing and then the branding and bringing like partnerships, it was very important that they kept their staff. Like people are very important mm-hmm. to Marcus. So the young lady that was filling the oh, tubes yeah. like by hand, she was very afraid of her job security. Yeah. And it was important for the owners to step in and say, you know what, you were here with us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we, you know, you don't stress about that. We we got your back and we appreciate you for all you've done. And even though we're gonna not necessarily need what you're doing anymore, we're gonna find a place for you in our expansion Cause, process. Cause Projects of love, right? Back to the song, the opening song. These Let are projects love of love, you. and this is what makes them successful. Mm-hmm. And I think Marcus shows that he cares. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's I, the only reason why he invests. For him, but if he doesn't care, I don't. He doesn't touch the brand. Like, mm-hmm. look at any of the other episodes. He does not do that. Like, right. if he feels like there's like this weird energy between the owners, and he fixes that. He fixes it. If it's if it's does like that a blow marriage, you away or what? I think he he's it? like a psychiatrist <laughs> in in a way. He has his he has like a special razzle dazzle that he sprinkles over these entrepreneurs. That's the word I was looking for. The razzle dazzle. <laughs> yes, he's got this razzle dazzle. Hashtag razzle dazzle. Yes, hashtag razzle dazzle. <laughs> and he sprinkles this razzle dazzle over these entrepreneurs. And it, it, if there's like a family, if it's a family-owned business, if they were best friends, if they were, you know, marriage mm-hmm. partners, whatever the case may be, he finds a way to get rid of that conflict so we can get back to business. Because that's really the bottom line. But people let their emotions get in the way of money. And honey, it's never that serious. Oh. We need to make this money, honey. Oh, you are good. Razzle yeah. dazzle. <laughs> razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle, dazzle yourself. Dazzle. Yeah. Right. Um, but isn't it true that oftentimes it's the relationships that screw things up more than anything else? Absolutely. And we've seen that over and over again. And there was some tension in this episode. Yes. Right? Between uh, Miranda and... There's tension between Miranda and Lane, her husband. Yes. He was afraid to talk to when her. When you saw... Yeah, yes. she was definitely the wearing the pants in that in that relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so he 51% mind. owned by her. Right? He 49 but, by him. But that was smart, though. Yeah. Having the 51% gave them a lot of tax benefits and things like that. So I understand mm-hmm. that. But she... Also, it was a power move for her as well, and he didn't mind. It, he made a joke of it where he was like, "Yeah, I'm making cosmetics." So, so but speak to that for a second. Yeah. Speak to the 51% tax benefits. I mean, at, at the end of the day, when you're ha- when you have any type of business, if you're incorporated, you have an LLC, S corp, C corp, whatever your structure of your business is, there are benefits, um, grants, monies, tax breaks, things that you can get as a minority-owned business or women-owned business, which is under the right. category. Hold on, well, a second. A, I a seem minority. to be the minority on this panel, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are. We yeah, win. Where's my benefits? <laughs> Sorry, you don't fall under that. You're the only. Okay, you are the perfect prototype type for not falling under that unfortunately but there's things out out there for everyone no there's what's great is that there's things out there for every entrepreneur you you just have to do the work to kind of find what benefits and resources out there for you absolutely and for the owners here like i think it was smart but it was definitely a power move lane was is it was lane right his her husband husband, he was afraid to talk to her when he went back and talked (laughs) to marcus and he was like you know there's some things that i can't say i'm watching your eyes your eyes go all wide when you do that. Like, I can't, I can't say this to her. He was afraid of her, low-key. Low-key. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Then you saw her stalking around Marcus when he's talking to the employees and over, I mean, would that make you nervous, Katarina? You know, I was, I was, I was a little bit annoyed with Miranda because she wasn't letting Marcus do what he does best. She was lurking and she was lingering. And I think when you go into partnership with somebody, especially somebody with his credentials, you need to leave him do his thing. Right. And uh, and so I wanted to just, I was shouting at her, like, just back away, relax. What did you think about the, um, when when she came, when when they were first negotiating the deal, did it seem like Marcus was a little bit, you know, speaking of backing mm, away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did it seem like he was a little reticent to throw out the usual, uh, I'm 100% in charge, and it seemed to me like he was tiptoeing around that in this particular episode. Well, did- he was trying to make sure that they were up for the partnership in the first place. Right. And then, I mean, they knew that in the gate. Remember they were at the table negotiating, and they were talking about the percentages, and it was initially 30% that he wanted for the investment, and mm-hmm. they, they, they negotiated it down to 20% with a 10% every year that he was going to have to pay them, what they were going to have to pay him back. So this with- was so that 10% was a preferred... Uh, 
yes. rate of return. Yes, so it was which was an internal, equated yeah. to fifty thousand a year to, to mitigate his risk. To mm-hmm. mitigate his right. risk, so he's put, he's putting in five hundred thousand. Right. He gets a preferred return. Mm-hmm. So no matter what guaranteed happens in the 50, business, 000. a guaranteed yeah. fifty thousand that he. Uh, extracts from the business before the profit split on the net profits right. done at the end, and he would, where he would get 80, a twenty percent eighty twenty. Right. Yes. Right. But they they talked about that, and initially right. Marcus was trying to get to that first because remember Lynn had this like weird energy initially when they were yeah. saying he was like, well, if you don't, if you all don't trust me, and and I don't have to prove my credentials, he said that in that segment right there. Marcus right. He was like, did. I don't have to. Right. He right. was like. If you guys, if I have to, are you interviewing me? Is what he said. Right. Well, he's like, if you're interviewing me, then we don't need to do this deal in the first place because I have my credentials. I'm certified. I know what I'm doing. You guys need but my But I don't fault them for yeah, having exactly. done that. I mean, this is their business. This is their baby. And giving away equity ownership has to hurt, right? right? And, and it's going to hurt wanna make if sure you have no it idea where you're right going. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't fault them for that. But it's the big picture. You still, you still gotta go back. Do you want, do you want the whole grape or do you want a piece of the watermelon? I want a piece of the watermelon, <laughs> honey. Give me that watermelon. Well, and then so did they, right? Which is why they did the deal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to go back to Miranda for just a second, going to touching on something that you said, Chris, earlier that, you know, even Marcus seemed to be tiptoeing around her a little bit, let alone Lane, who's a much weaker character. So he seems to be different. (laughs) Marcus, I'm sorry, Lane, you're not weak. You're just... To have strengths in different areas. What I want to know is, what do you what do you two think about, uh, is this something that's intrinsic in, in someone, this ability to be the, in a power position? Like, she clearly is emitting some sort of She's a little more strength, alpha, I right? think. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little more alpha. Yeah. And he probably, Lane is probably the perfect match for her. I mean, I'm not even calling him Absolutely. a... A mama's boy or anything, right. but um, you know. She's oh, well, I think you've got to have somebody dominant, somebody subordinate, and not yeah. not the one and that's better not than necessarily the other. a bad thing. Right. I mean, there's yeah. had, like if you look Celine Dion and her husband Renee, who supported her career. Mm-hmm. Even if we look here sure. at uh, you know Kevin Andegaro, and you got Maria, right. Maria uh, and I think you Madonna's. need both, right? Yeah, you've Absolutely. got somebody there that's uh, that's uh, driving, and you've got somebody that's supporting and, and mm-hmm. steering it, so mm-hmm. that it, uh, you know uh, Lane was handling all of the business. Uh, that was happening there, and he's he's what logistics. kept them alive. Because if right, it yeah. was uh, just uh, Miranda's uh, creativity, creativity, whimsicalness, yeah, it was whimsical. Yeah, no. Like. If, if that drove everything, they would they would have been out of business before right. they even started. Yeah. So uh, they were both necessary for sure. Um, so what did you? Uh, I'm curious what you what you all thought about because I I don't use the things, but what do you think about the the lights and the mirrors? Uh, and what you, th- what'd you think about that? The light was what, what'd you think? I've actually seen that. I've actually seen that used in a product before. Okay. And um, I'm cool with the mirror, but I'm not okay with the light. I'm like back I'm, I'm pretty old school and so for a lady you don't let people always see you put your makeup on you just have it on honey and you let them think that you walk around and you woke up like this and so i don't like obnoxious displays of anything see, including but, putting on makeup in public with a bright light but like, see that, right. that's where i disagree with you yeah. because i actually loved the mirror i love the mirror i think mirrors should be on everything because i never have one when i need one but i like the light because i don't presume to pull out my stuff in the middle of a restaurant and put it on. But when I go to a restroom and it's dim lighting because it's a cool spot and you can't see anything, 
I would love to have that little light in my lip Maybe gloss. I've I gotta been, go search this product. I've out. literally had to put my makeup on in the dark, and <laughs> I know my face. Like I can literally do my entire face in the dark. So that's just but it's just a personal preference. No, it's too obnoxious <laughs> to me. No, I cannot right. do the lights. I don't. I don't do a light. Like again, like you know, how people have iPhone have lights on their iPhone. Uh-huh. I get that, but again, I don't. I'm very subtle, and I don't like obnoxious displays of anything. Mm. And the light just seemed way a little obnoxious. bit too much. Do you think but, they're yeah. gonna dim it? It was very yeah. They were, said they were gonna dim yeah. the light. Right. So they're yeah. going to bring that down. Or uh, maybe have a button on it. Like I, for, like for, <laughs> for functional, no, abs- no, for functional purposes, I would have preferred to see, you know, you can have the option to press the, Press a button on oh, the top, like a voluntary light. Yeah, ah, so it's ah, there, and you can turn it on if so you, you can would turn like. yourself on. Absolutely. We're assuming you're not shining already. Yeah. Yes, honey. And then assume you're not assuming already. Assuming you're not razzle-dazzling all like razzle-dazzle. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, when you looked at the numbers on the on the Lana Lip, the original product, mm-hmm. we had, uh, it was 43 cents to make, about three cents extra per, uh, for if you, if you averaged it out for the display cost for mm-hmm. that. Um, so he was, they were selling the Lana Lip at an 81% margin. Right. Amazing. Which is insane. Yeah. For yeah, the win. Yeah, okay. that's that's serious. So 81% margin on that. Uh, and but there but it was only making up 3% of sales. Mm. So he decided he was, and I'll have to, I, you know, I, I'd be the first to say that I was shocked that he went in and took just a 3% of the sale right. and said, let's go run with this. Right. Let's turn this into a business. But to your point earlier, Naina, I think that he, I think that he felt the strength of the team that was there mm-hmm. in the people that were driving it because he wasn't going to, he wasn't banking on financial success really in saying, let's expand mm-hmm. the lanolin. Mm-hmm. You- it was, it was, it's, it's all about taking a niche and finding what you're good at, right? It's all back to focus. So we're not going to do a million things. We're going to do one thing and we're going to do that great. We're going to be great at that. And then we're going to build your trust off of that greatness. And, and again, was, I think yes, they did that with nice. this core product line and they can, if this is successful, start branching out into additional products other right? products or yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and and they and they were because they had this uh, what do they call it the spoke body scrub the, they, yeah well they the, had the body scrub they had the candle right they had the, all, the hub and spoke model but yeah hub and spoke right. model with everything having this lanolin in it which right. was the differentiator as you said mm-hmm. that was the thing that uh, separated it apart from the rest of the marketplace because true there are you know 50,000 of these the out there billions it's, and billions of dollar right. industry is yeah. the beauty and product uh, so what's going to be so. the thing that allows you to break through the noise mm-hmm. and and get out there and, and that's uh, having a niche yeah. being yeah. special yeah. and 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 that's what mm-hmm. they've done that's but that that translates to any industry for everyone that's listening and watching right. mm-hmm. like you as an entrepreneur you can take that in any industry, in the tech industry, in the fashion industry, in the music industry, entertainment, whatever you're doing, and basically focus in. Look at what the need is and where you can fill the need and what's lacking and then focus on that. Yeah. And that's all Marcus, he knows how to do that. And what's interesting well. is you know, so many entrepreneurs speak about following your passion versus uh, filling a need, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be a versus. If, you know, right, absolutely. Fill yeah. the need, you follow your yes. passion, but it's directionalizing that energy in this case, and then focus. rather than letting it be di- <laughs> diversified to yeah, to, mm-hmm. and then making making the money come from there. And it's still a, a, a an endeavor of passion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she just had to. But channel you see it. this with all yeah. of his uh, partners. Yeah. This is what keeps him consistent. Where and what, you see what exactly? Uh, you see him looking for passion projects. Mm, for him. Yes. Right. Things that right. he can get excited. And 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 things that um, people that he works with 
that he gets excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? Uh, he ended up taking him out to two people. He took him out to uh, mm-hmm. QVC, yeah, as well as what and was his Birchbox and Birchbox, yeah. and Which they is did a Burt's subscription. Bees. It's a subscription-based yes. yeah. company. Yeah, they did. No, yeah. they they don't do Burt's Bees. What they the Burt's Bees reference yeah. came up when um, the creator of Birchbox mentioned how it's good to focus in on mm-hmm. natural one. and one thing and build your brand off of that one thing, and that's why she was just echoing what Marcus had already told them. Mm-hmm. Right. He was like. And I think Marcus is very smart and strategic about this. He finds partners to work with these entrepreneurs that basically are just telling them the same thing he just told them. Right. Right. But just, you know, it's like, and 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 they reiterate it and they, you know, he builds credibility. Second party credibility saying, hey, or third party. Yeah, like I told you so. Endorse what I said. It's like my little brother and sister. Like I've told them (laughs) to get straight A's. But if it comes from you or someone else that they look, you know, it's like, oh, you're not my big sister and my big brother Maybe I'll listen now. Maybe I'll listen, yeah. No, it's very, very true. And so, and because what the advice that he's giving is is the real deal. I don't know that he's going into them and saying, "Hey, you know, tell them tell them to say this or tell oh, them to no, do this." Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, but but you are right that when once they hear it from another source, it's like, okay, maybe what he's saying has some validity to it because mm-hmm. Miranda was fighting it. Right. Oh, absolutely. They, they didn't like it. Why do you no. think she was fighting so much going back to that uh, base? It's, it's an emotional connection, and 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 I think just as an entrepreneur, once you've been doing something for ten years, it's your baby. When you're a creative person i mean you take things personal and that's where you get messed up and i think everyone wants validation and so when you create something and it's not validated that's that that hits the ego a little bit yeah Yeah. but i mean she she was 10 years into this business it it had been actually making money and marcus said this earlier oh you guys are successful but you're failing you are Mm -hmm. failing and you're failing in focus and that's where he rung them back in but it's just really important that as entrepreneurs to kind of Stay focused. That they stay focused, yeah. And, and he helped yeah. them learn that lesson when he physically had her take the box of inventory yeah. throw and away. throw it away, throw <laughs> it in the garbage. He was right. saying, like, that's your money in the trash. We saw how much it was, like, 170000 or something in inventory that she had inventory pre-purchased. That was just faulty. Uh, that was just sitting yeah. in there and was going to go no place. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, money down the drain, unfortunately. But I, I know how that is. I had my last business. They, uh, they had packed everything in storage, and I still got storage sheds out there with boxes of, of you know, yeah. probably $100,000 worth wow. of product. Well, they yeah. donated. This is a good thing about over-inventory. When you have overflow like that, you can donate it, donate depending it, on what your business is. You know, give it, like, she could have taken that makeup and given it to women's organizations that help. Like, I've worked with different organizations mm-hmm. that help women get back in the workforce. Yeah. And we give them clothes, and we give them, like, a beauty bag, so that, because they don't have money to go buy makeup. Yeah. Right. So there are uses for those things, but when it comes back to your books and your bottom line, and, you know, Right. It, it does not equate the way it should if you were actually selling that product. Right, for sure. But yeah. I think they managed to get on track by so the end of So it's kind of goodwill value that we can build yeah. in the brand. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's still the 100 and X or 70, plus. whatever it was that they had poured out. A lot. And, uh, yeah, so I'd go. Uh, so what do you what do you all think? I mean, you look at the QVC thing. That's a, such a big deal. And they did say that they could roll it out in 60 days. So while, while we know that the sale's not a sale till the money's in the bank mm-hmm. uh, until the refund period's passed, <laughs> you know, we know mm-hmm. that the sale's not a sale. Uh, it did look pretty positive with QVC moving forward. The the uh, other company, the Birch uh, Birch, Box. Birch, Box. Birch Box, 
with that company, you said it's a subscription service. What, do, what do you mean by two, that? has two structures to them. They're yeah. a subscription-based service. So if myself or you uh, wanted to get a monthly box of beauty products, they have these partnerships with different brands and it's like Christmas you pay a every fee. Month. Right. Yeah, you pay a fee, and depending on the fee that you're paying, you get certain sizes of products or whatever sent to you. But Birchbox also has a retail store. And so what we saw in this episode was not only them considering being put into the box and sent out to 100,000 of their subscribers, but right. also being positioned in their retail store, which was key because that's like... They actually got Birchbox like has touching a million it. subscribers. Yeah, but a they a but her deal that, be, that she mentioned yeah. was... A hundred thousand of, oh, yes. of the million, of the million, which yeah. could then move into which more potentially. Nice it depends chunk. on how they target it, yeah. right? Yeah. But okay. that's that that is huge. So this we're, we're saying, if you had a corporation that was going to send out gifts to everybody inside the corporation, they might use a company like mm -hmm. this to distribute those gifts, right. yes, or to other businesses that they do business mm -hmm. with, right? So in terms of distribution networks, and I think this is a, a key thing for business uh, is you know when you do joint ventures like that or piggyback on other people's products, you know, just as we saw, uh, who was it? Uh, was it you, you too attempted to do that with iPhones and yep. it didn't work out so well, mm -hmm. right? But oftentimes when you do those types of partnerships, you can get sure. um, immediate yeah. access to millions and millions mm -hmm. of people you wouldn't have had access to otherwise. And, and again, there's but a little bit of um, brand association as well, because all of a sudden you're in a box with other... Playing in the big leagues. Yes, with other companies that have proven themselves and that people are receptive to. So that's a sort of automatic... Right. Uh, it's a game changer. Yeah. yeah that, we had them. that and uh, when I built my last company in 2000, I think in 2007, we had decided, we, you know, I had a marketing guy that we hired and he said, okay, I want you to make a list of the 50 people you want to be in business with or have close mm -hmm. to you. And I wrote down all these names and we were talking about Bob Proctor earlier. Right. He was one of the people. So it was peers in my industry. Sure. Uh -huh. And uh, I had within, probably within three months, I had 10 of the people of the 50 on wow. the list that were close personal friends. Right. Um, nice. I was, yeah, we were, wow. I was doing, we were uh, getting ready to do an infomercial, or not an infomercial, I think for Q, uh, PBS. Okay, yeah. A PBS show Special. with Bob Proctor, uh -huh. Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith from The Secret, right, and right. with uh, Mark Victor Hansen and I. Okay, yeah. And so it was like, it put me on the map oh. to begin thinking of who could I collaborate yeah. with mm -hmm. Um, this to, is absolutely to what, to what I mean. It yes. changed things. Absolutely, it was a yeah. game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Fantastic. it can work. Yeah. It can work in a positive way, and it can work in a negative way. Mm -hmm. I, that's one thing to be very mindful of. Is like you're guilty by association, mm -hmm. and just sure. in life and in business, it definitely you have to do your research. You can't just think because you know someone no told anywhere. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm very. I've said no more than I've said yes in this business because I'm not. You know, going. To, I've worked yeah. really hard to establish the brand of who I am and what I do, and people have a clear understanding of what that means. Yeah. And so, right. associating myself with someone else or a product or a company or an individual that, that may not. Can, you know, yeah. it, it, it's not always the right partnership. Right. And if you stand for something else that doesn't align with my goal, my big picture, mm -hmm. then I gracefully decline. Yeah, you know, I wish you the best. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which, just, is why, just which is why, which is why I don't itself, Miranda. Mean it's good. Right at the beginning, mm -hmm. because she was wanting to dig a little bit. Who is this guy? What what's it going to mean for me? So right. I don't fault her for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So so we we see that we can uh, get more 
uh, market share by getting, by creating the right relationships. Yes. The right relationships is key. Yeah. Uh, but then also, if we don't have the people, the product, the process uh, in in line and in shape to go out, uh, then it's just not ready mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And I think they they did say that with Birchbox too, uh, didn't they? They well, said the company that's going to be going out through Birchbox has to know who they are. Right, and and, and, and that's the, why the right at, at the beginning, yeah. Birchbox said to them, "Go go home." Get organized, and you're welcome to come back. Because I think that can be so, uh, for a lot of business owners, that can be kind of depressing if they hear that because they don't have the big picture in mind. They don't have the full watermelon in mind. Well, yet. if you're in it for, if this is a marathon. This yeah. life is a marathon. A sprint, yeah. Business yes. is a marathon. And if you're in it for the long haul and you're open to constructive criticism, taking that 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 meeting with them was like, okay, you know what? Thank you so much for your feedback. I'm going to go back and I'm going to get this back to you in 30 days, not 60 days. We're going to hit the ground pound the pavement and get this done and so that we can roll this out as opposed to someone who is not open-minded and not thinking long-term and big picture and not cool with collaborating with people. And again, they're right. going to take in, that in and not defense. be able to like right. finish and, you know, yeah. and, and they're going to just be standing. I was like, Oh, well they don't want to do the work. Right. You know, you'll yeah. see someone that's in a meeting and instead of them, instead of them being open-minded, like, let's get back to work, they're going to be like, well, dang, that's a lot of work. I don't know if I'm, they're exhausted from the but conversation. But that's what I'm saying is that's what, Miranda, <laughs> that's what Miranda showed her stuff because she went away and within two weeks came back with brand new products and brand new product lines. And it's that type of work ethic, I think, that he had seen in her yeah. to start with. Mm-hmm. And that's why the people, that's why I think he clung to the people because yeah. the concept of having lanolin in anything, he could have gone off and started that on his own. Sure. And, yeah. you know, yeah. for the 3%. So it must have been the people mm-hmm. that he was, because it certainly wasn't the process. The process was too slow. He was connecting them with, with the, the right process. manufacturing right. and with the right process yeah. and stuff. So it had to have been their ability to turn that initial 400,000 that he says, okay, here's some people that can make some money, put them in the right place, get them focused, mm-hmm. and there's an investment worth investing in. But it's something yeah. that another entrepreneur that I always reference and I, I follow, and I think he's brilliant, is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. And Gary Vaynerchuk cool. preaches Smart. how you know self-awareness is really important in the business world and just in the marketing and branding world mm-hmm. too, because Marcus knew he could have went out and, and, and created a lanolin company. Like that's that would have been nothing. Right. He could have did that in his sleep. Yeah. But at the end of the day, day he knew that he knew what he was good at when you're self-aware and you know what you're good at you don't you don't get distracted and and kind of spread yourself thin well and he's smart enough to know why start from scratch if i can take something that's working at about 70 percent right and just tweak it a little bit and and hit the pavement running and i think they're going to do a really Mm -hmm. good job i'd like to see the follow-up show to this one yeah and 70 percent like i wouldn't even say 70 percent though i would say like 30 percent because of the fact that he mm -hmm. had to go and he take that three percent and turn it into something significant Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they were working in a way which was hobbling and broken and most people wouldn't see that Unless, you know, because to, to take that 3%, it would have been too big a hurdle for me personally right. to look at that. And uh, that's why I was so impressed with this episode, because I wouldn't look at the 3% and go, boy, this is something the worth money saving. Right. I'd walk away from that investment. Yeah. Yeah. But he saw it, you know, unless it was somebody that was coming and paying money, like a pay-to-play pay type uh, mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably walk away from that, because to see that diamond in the rough and to be able to take it and turn it around so fast, you know, I give him kudos. He's uh, really made that He's work. He's good at what, what he does. does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. Yes. Uh, you know, that, so when you look at that uh, episode, I, w- I want to move on because we only have uh, a little bit of time here to talk about the progress reports. And uh, that was this was episode nine. Episode nine. Yeah. yeah. So we had. This was a fun episode. I liked yeah. episode nine. I like knowing what happens after the So, fact. Katarina, yeah. what was your favorite progress report in episode nine? All right. So for this one, I actually was a fan of Car Crash. 
Uh, a car cash. I'm sorry, car not car, car crash. Oh, car cash. <laughs> I was a fan of car cash because of the uh, the affiliation between the brothers. Right. So I'm I'm a fan of siblings going into business together. I think it's hard at times, but I really felt for them because this was a company their dad had started 40 years ago, and you could see that they were really trying to keep it afloat, and they were they were crushed by the the small hurdles, but they're coming to realize that don't be afraid of change. Marcus came in, he rebranded for them, he put them put them you know in the right right space, and things were going well, and then we see them get the eviction notice. Right. And they're freaking out, what are we going to do? But you see the next step, which is, hey, much bigger, better space. Uh, they're opening it up to exposure. And so I, I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, what, did, what did you think about yeah. that? When the, here they get an eviction notice, a lot mm-hmm. of people would think, oh, boy, that's the end of the world. And then pretty soon, new space. Well, they did say that. They space. thought it was the end of the world. And yeah. that's why they, you saw the tears rolling. And, yeah. and, right. but, but you know what? Like, like someone says, it's a saying that's like a man's like denial is like a blessing in disguise. Mm. So you just never know what's, you know, what's to what's come. And, and we hold on to stuff. It's that emotional connection that we get to things mm-hmm. and people. And it's like, you got to let that go in order to grow. And right. so it's important that they were able to do that. And good thing Marcus was there because if Marcus wasn't oh. there, they probably would have like they tanked, fallen right? Apart. Yeah, yeah, they, they would have fallen apart. Yeah, yeah they, it would have been sad. Uh, yeah, and so you get to see the the true blessing in, uh, in his presence in there Absolutely. and coming to turn around the business because he really is saving jobs, yes. um, helping people to actualize their dreams. I mean, that's what a business structure becomes a scaffolding and, underneath and, your and dreams. And Marcus did grow this business so that they have multiple locations across the USA. I mean, that's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So, what was, Naina, what was your favorite uh, My progress My favorite report? was Pete's. Pete's candy. I love that Are you story. a candy fan? <laughs> Yo, I'm not a candy fan as much. I, I, I'm a snack person. Okay. Everyone that follows me on social media <laughs> and that's watching this. snacks in here next time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's not just because of the snacks because I have a sweet tooth and I love snacks and candy. But it was more Pete. Mm. Like, I remember Very when unique. I first saw this uh, yeah. saw this episode initially, and I felt so bad. I could tell he was such a genuine, amazing person. Pete is just the truth. He's yeah. like you just want to hug him when you see him, and he <laughs> just want to fix his hair a little I just, bit. I just, no, you want to leave it messy. Like that's what that's what makes that's him. him. He's yeah. like, he's, Pete is literally like a walking cartoon character, and you just love that about him. He's the sweetest guy, but he's smart and he has a passion for what he does. And right. I'm so glad. And, and their initial business partner that was shady boots that had yeah, the, that didn't want to let them go yeah i mean he was such an evil person and it was good to see marcus come in yeah. and definitely like save them save pete and his partner from that did they say how much he the initial partner had put in i don't remember. he did say that in the initial um but but what what was shady about him was that he was claiming his investment was more than what it was and he was also making them stay at that location mm-hmm. on a residential street that had no foot traffic or anything and he wouldn't because let go. he own the building. He wouldn't let go right. or do anything to... He no, was he done. was... Yes, yeah. he was just yeah. like an anchor. He was very, kind of very mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, it was really... Yeah. Like, I, he was one of, of all the episodes that I've seen of The Prophet. Pete's was one of the ones that I felt really bad for. And I'm just, you know, glad that Marcus was there to come in and save the day. And yeah. the expansion that they were about to do, they bought that so bank fantastic. across the street. That was so cool. And now they're going to be even bigger and better. And yeah. you know what I think it's is like, really... like, what will we do with this building? Right. Yeah. No, Marcus, Marcus is 
super duper smart. And this is where once you get your stride and your in in what you're good at, right? right? You just figure out how to make it better and expand and touch on. It's like a tree that grows. And for him, and it was where do your it, branches it, go. It's you a know? double investment because not only is he investing in Pete's growth, Pete's, he's also investing in real estate, which. From yeah, his side works. of things, hey, and, can, and, can, and they ended up wrong. doing like ten times the revenue in yeah. very short order yeah. with this, and the distribution was insane. Yeah. I mean, but, this has got some but serious that's the growth. Thing. Right. It's, it's about the growth, and that's mm-hmm. why I was saying with the tree. So he, it wasn't just I'm just going to grow this tree and let it stay where it is. Mm-hmm. The branches he was going into sports arenas, and he was going into hotels yeah, and resorts. Huge. Like that to me is what you really do when you want to elevate your brand. Right. Is like take it to a place where. It's like endless. And, and when, that's and when what you he looked did. at the numbers, I mean, like he said, for a thousand hotel rooms, it was seven hundred and eighty thousand in net profit right. that could yeah. be gleaned from just yeah, just, just a thousand that one right hotel area. Yeah. So that was insane. You know, one of the things they say is uh, a belief that uh, Warren Buffett had, or uh, actually. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Sam Walton from the Walmart Walmart, chain, as well as Richard Branson uh, from the Virgin Companies, is that in times of cash crisis, it's never time to contract, always time to expand. Yes. And we see that Counterintuitive for most people. Yeah, in both of these, they go out and they expand, in both of the two that we talked about there, uh, in the progress reports that they, you know, it's exactly that. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, we we, we could contract, but we got to expand, expand in the right way. Right. Yeah. 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 We got to wrap this sucker up, ladies. So uh, we've got to touch on Courage B quick. Oh, Courage B, yes. The clothing store, Courage B. What'd you think? Naina, Courage B. I definitely felt like the son who he came a long way. He was yeah. he was like the angry black sheep kid that just was <laughs> not gonna go to sleep because he needed to take a nap. Yeah. He needed a nap and a hug and a snack. <laughs> he needed pizza, a pizza come over there and give him a hug and a I bag some of candy. Give him some candy. Some candy. Yes, but I'm, I w- it was good to see his evolution um, throughout the the show and then they this cleaned it up, season. cleaned it out. I think they're better. gonna have problems though with this guy. Did. I don't think I don't think he's issues. learning his lessons. He had daddy issues. I think I think he's way better. He's still not there all the way. Yeah. He's got another thirty percent to go yeah. before he's you know really really comfortable in his skin. Right. He felt like he wasn't worthy of the success. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, but don't we there have that all the time? Like I mean, all there. of us have insecurities. Yeah. All of us have the challenges that we bring to the table in launching mm-hmm. businesses and stuff. And when you said that Marcus is like a, a psychiatrist or psychologist for the business, I think that's that that yeah. does oftentimes play out here where he's having conversations for a lot about the them. human issues yeah. in business. And he's like is, family too. It goes from being a psychiatrist to being a member of the family. He's like the mm-hmm. dad that he never had and what I'm just happy is that he Daniel was his name right yeah. he just stopped Nicholas, talking I think. Nicholas right Nick. Nicholas he stopped talking to his mom as disrespectful as he was yes. because yeah. I wanted to come through the TV on him and shake him up because <laughs> that was just inappropriate like I lost my mom and when I ever, whenever I see people that take advantage of their parents or don't love them the way that they should we have no idea what our parents have went through mm-hmm. to even raise us mm-hmm. raising a human being is hard as hell okay Absolutely. and so at the end of the the day, respect them for what they're doing. Be thankful that you're working with be your family. Be good to your mother. Yeah. You know, be, good no. mother. be good to your mom. <laughs> like she's not gonna be here forever, and you yeah. love her until you can't love her anymore. Yeah. Don't you ever speak to her disrespectful? Because if I see you doing it, I'm gonna snatch <laughs> you up. I ain't gonna be throw no razzle dazzle. I'm gonna. Naina's gonna razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle you. Razzle dazzle your ass. Okay. Um, Katarina, why don't you tell them where uh, everybody can find All you? Right. Let so us thanks, know. thanks for tuning in today. Uh, you can find me at Katarina Kazayas at Katarina Kazayas on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Beautiful. Lovely Naina. Naina Drake. Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at Naina Drake. On Facebook, DJ Naina Drake. And my mm-hmm. website, NainaDrake.com. Nice. So we were mixing it up today. I yeah. love having you guys here. This is so oh, awesome to have people. <laughs> so to talk to. This is to. people. Yeah, no, it's yeah, great. Fun. Great uh, great conversation. So, uh, And I want to remind everybody else uh, about the tomorrow show once again with Kevin Undergaro. Don't miss that. That's uh, brand new and hot, hot, hot here at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, Chris Howard, you can reach me at Chris Howard live on Twitter. 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 On Twitter. Twitter. On Twitter and Instagram, as well as legendaryLivingDaily.com for tips, motivation, that type of thing, and legendaryLivingTV.com for the, my YouTube channel on behalf of After Buzz. Uh, we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 